If you don't have minis that are considered toxic by the EPA, then you're playing it wrong. Hello, gentle listeners, and this is episode, I don't know what the heck the number is, of the Playing It Wrong Anchorcast podcast, whatever you want to call it. And this episode is about everything and nothing, because I had a really cool idea, but I don't remember what it was, and I didn't write it down, so I still want to do an episode today, so here you go. I'm sorry. So, let's see, it's the end of April, so I got big plans for the month of May, and each one of these is going to be announced as it comes up. One is, you're going to see, first of all, this uh, some little format tweaks. I'm going to add some tweaks some features to the old podcast here and see how it works out and uh, probably get that Patreon finally done figuring what the hell do it dive in what's the worst that could possibly happen and that's kind of the announcements for the episode so let's get on to the meat of it like I said it was everything and nothing but there is something I want to talk about retro clones du jour now I'm not one of the original OSR guys from the back in the old, uh, I wouldn't say the old days of the OSR, but I'm, an, I'm a grognard and I started with the Holmes Basic. But I really didn't go back to the old games until, well, around 4th edition and Pathfinder was getting really stupid because that we were that's what we were playing. And I said to myself, there's got to be an easier way to do this. And I started doing web searches and that's how I stumbled across things like Osric and Swords and Wizardry and so on and so forth. But right now, maybe I want to talk about like the OSR du jour, the retro clone du jour, because there's all, one. There's always the people who will say, "I'm using the original books. I got them. I will never give them up. I will never change." Which I, that's okay. I don't care. That's fine. I still have a lot of my old original books. I don't have my AD and D books, but I do have my little brown books that I've been reading from. I've got my Holmes Basic, and I've got uh, the Red Basic. I don't remember if it's Moldavia or Cook. I'd have to look. It's one of those. But when it comes to the retro clones, it seems like there's this ebb and tide of popularity. Now, there's some smaller, lesser-known ones that you know just never hit the big time. I do, I'm doing air quotes on a podcast. That's how stupid I am. Okay, you know the, the the major popularity that lots of people yak about. And then you've got things like Osric, Labyrinth Lord, Swords and Wizardry, and for a while, Lamentations of the Flame Princess. Now, it just maybe my s- social media circles. But it seems that things like, especially like Osric, I don't see that many people talk about Osric anymore. And Labyrinth Lord had a big revival after the Kickstarter of Advan- Advanced Labyrinth Lord. Did I say that right? I have no idea. And I'm not going back, I'm going forward. Because it's a stream of consciousness, and my consciousness is all messed up. But the popularity of Labyrinth Lord. <coughs> And Swords and Wizardry has always had a good following, but it seems like there's this ebb and tide on even on Swords and Wizardry. There was a very popular Swords and Wizardry Appreciation Day a few years ago. Started on Google+. Plus. just happened this year, and I didn't even know what's happening. So, once again, maybe it's just the circles I hear. But it does seem that, like, through these retro clones, that there's this ebb and tide, and there's always a new one that comes up. And I'm going to talk about, of course... The uh, necrotic gnome in the room, like Gavin Norman's BX Essentials. Once again, I fully admit at first I was like, meh, whatever. And then I actually got the books and realized what a valuable resource they are to use at the table. And of course, then I jumped in on the Kickstarter. And right now, it seems that the clone of the day, the one that's one that everybody loves, is going to be what's going to be known now as Old School Essentials. But next year, there's going to be an, maybe a different one that comes back. And it's like, What's amazing is when, I've, from what I've seen, even if people are switching retro clones, so to speak, 
they're still basically playing the same game. The rules aren't really changing that much. There's a little tweak here, a little tweak there, but overall the rules, the way people actually play them, aren't changing that much. Now once again, this may be clouded by my own perspective and my own experiences, and like I said, my social media circles of what posts I see, what posts I read, and kind of the general vibe I get. So there's no real scientific backing for these uh, this opinion. It's just an opinion. And perhaps maybe we'll call it an observation, if you will. So what's, what's, what's really cool in this day and age of easily printable material, you've got, everybody's got a home printer, you've got a word processor, you can type, you can cut, you can paste, and basically you can make your own retro clone. Which, you know, I've kind of had this dream of like just doing my own. That doesn't matter. I'm not probably won't even publish it. Because just little rules you throw in on whatever turns out to be the most useful. And you know what? I think that everybody, and I just scraped against the microphone, sorry. Everybody does their own retro clone anyway. They just don't admit it. It's you've got your house rules that kind of bounce no matter what set of rules you're using. They just go with you and adjust the game the way you like it. And there's nothing wrong with it. That's what is cool about the old Scar games. Because old Scar games, old school, old school games. See, I leave stuff where I say stupid things in there anyway. Hopefully that's entertaining you, not boring you. or saying like, what a twit. Well, I'm a twit. Doesn't matter. Anyway, what I was saying. Everybody's game is their game. You make it your game. And then a lot of people with blogs, social media, share their games. And you get ideas and inspiration for your game. And that's the way the gaming community works, especially the old school gaming community. And like I said, this is a good thing. You know, I believe I mentioned this before in a previous episode, but one of the players in the Labyrinth Lord game mentioned that they like it a lot better than 5th edition because it's so simple to play. It feels like D&D. And, you know, the, to, for, to them, Descending Armor Class was something wow and new. But, the, you know, they, they, they're, 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 they're taken to Descending Armor Class. I even have this crazy thought of throwing tunnels and trolls at them sometime. That's just wildly, totally different game that they would ever expect. And that's the thing. Different than does not mean inferior to. There's lots of different games out there. And everybody plays them differently. No matter how hard anybody tries to codify things, everybody plays them slightly differently, either based on rules or just straight personality about what happens in the game, how it's handled, all that sort of stuff. So, hey, go out there, game. Like I say, roll dice, kill monsters, have fun, take their stuff, and now I'm going to read from the Little Brown Books. And this week is brought to you by the letter V for Vampire. That's right, I saved this aside. I'm doing a thing about vampires on the blog for Darker Streets. Darker Streets. Dark Streets and Darker Secrets. I don't know, it's one of those days. I mean, just be happy I'm even doing an episode, people. Alright, vampires. These monsters are property pro- are properly of the undead class rather than lycanthropes. I don't know why it says that in the Little Brown Book, but that's the first frickin' sentence. If they're exposed to direct rays of sunlight, immersed in running water, or impaled through the heart with a wooden stake, they are killed. Generally, well, most things don't, sunlight doesn't bother them, but if you drown something or stab in the heart with a stake, that will probably kill most things, too. Um, Otherwise, they can only be hit, they can only be hit as specters. But such hits do not kill them, but only force them to assume gaseous form if they lose all hit points. That stayed around for a long time, and that was a pain in the ass, folks. Vampires drain two life energy energy levels, as do specters when they hit an opponent in combat. 
you know, I was a, very much of a, a jerk DM as a <coughs> younger person. And I thought the party had gotten really, really powerful and it was a little too high level. So I just sent a pack of vampires after them. They were back down to like fourth level before they knew it. They regenerate during combat as do trolls. I kind of find it interesting in the little brown books, everything is compared to another monster. But they do so immediately upon being hit at the rate of three hit points per turn. Vampires can command help by calling to them 1 to 100 rats or bats, or from 3 to 18 wolves, making the, the encounter even more exciting. They can themselves into either a huge bat or into gaseous form, doing either at will. They charm men types merely by looking into their eyes. Treat as charm person spell with a minus 2 for the object's saving throw against magic. Vampires cannot abide by the smell of garlic. Yay. No pizza for you. The face of a mirror or the sight of a cross. I, okay, I paused in the middle of a sentence. Get over it. They will fall back from these if strongly presented. They must always return to a coffin whose bottom is covered with soil from their native land during the daylight hours. Men types killed by vampires become vampires under the control of the one who made them. So yeah, vampires. Um... Hmm. Yeah. So, as a reading the little brown book, there's not that much, you know. And a lot of these things kind of stuck with the vampire over the time of various editions. I mean, they're totally different in fifth edition, but every place else they had the level drain, the gaseous form, blah 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 blah. Uh, the only interesting take I remember on vampires and crypts and things were they were much more like well aliens. Yeah, it's sort of like you ever see the movie Life Force, look it up. Vampire aliens, okay. So I feel it was kind of influenced by that. But then, of course, then there's Ravenloft, which was a whole other bubble wax, which I really don't want to go into, because I remember I had the original Ravenloft and kind of ignored it in every edition, and then went again and played the 5th edition Ravenloft thing, and I was just kind of underwhelmed by all of them. Maybe just didn't quite hit the right DM or encounters for vampires. But they were always sort of the Billy Badasses of the Undead World. But the original reading is, well, they're tough, but not that tough. Especially if you got a high-level party. And mostly if you think about all the, a lot of the abilities of the vampires are really directly influenced by Dracula, and especially the old Hammer 4 movies. Especially there's been lots of talk about the way the clerics are, well, Van Helsing from, from, from the Hammer movies. So... Yeah, that's my little insight on vampires from the Little Brown Book. If why does it keep comparing other monsters at to other monsters and saying, this monster just does X? I don't know. It's just something the way it was written. It's that old history of, well, it's you can tell it's wargaming history by reading the Little Brown Books. Anyway, that's enough editorializing on this. And this is a short episode with a very poorly organized, virtually no topic, but kind of meant to entertain and provoke some thoughts. And with that, go ahead, follow us on fa Facebook. Just look for the old page, They Might Be Gazebos, or visit the blog at theymightbegazebos.blog. That's They Might Be Gazebos, and that's the letter B, not B-E. Sorry about that. Or send us an email at magicpigmedia at gmail.com, or K, if you're listening on the Anchor, Act, Anchor, Act, An Anchor app, leave us a message. You can do that on the Anchor app. And it's free. Download it. Android or iPhone. No, this wasn't a commercial. 
I'm probably not going to do those. Okay, I'm going to beg for money on Patreon. All right, okay, good. All right, there you go, kids. Roll dice, kill monsters, take their stuff, have fun, and have extra fun while you're at it. Because I have a feeling we need extra fun right now. Peace out. <laughs>